Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Believe in Chargers. And you guys may think the biggest storyline is this Charger team being 10-6, and six, absolutely blowing out the L.A. Rams. But I think Lorenzo, Neal, and I, first we want to discuss the, you know, the recent aftermath and events that happened on Monday night in the National Football League with, with DeMar Hamlin. And you know, first off and foremost, prayers up for DeMar. But Lorenzo, just I'll, I'll let you start as, as being a former professional athlete. You know, give, me, give me your whole thoughts on the situation. Yeah, when you when you see it happen, Borna, you know you're like, okay, no big deal. Okay, that was a good, you know, good tackle or whatever. You don't think it's anything serious, and then all of a sudden you see, you don't know what's going on, and then they have to replay and show the guy just get, stands up and fall out. For me, that wasn't a scary thing. Well, me, Borna, it was like it was like, okay, so I've been in games where I've been knocked out. I've been in games where guys got carried off. You've been in games where you saw three several weeks ago that they don't want him to play anymore. You look at uh, the Miami Dolphins and think about their quarterback that's, you know, that's went through so many things and you watch him get knocked out and his hands go limp and you saw him twist and everyone's just like, oh my God, is, you know, is he going to be okay? So we've seen big hits, guys even paralyzed, all those different things people have seen and usually the game continues. But it was something different Monday night. And that's what, when I saw those men crying and you, you were the first time if I've ever seen in my 17 years playing in the pros, four years of high school, all those other things, Pee Wee. I've never seen someone come out and put a defibrillator and try to shock someone and they stop breathing. And it's mouth to mouth. You've seen some horrible and horrific injuries. But when you see men and Josh Allen, these guys crying and watching a guy trying to resuscitate, you know that if you're resuscitating, it's not good. It was, it, it was, it was so troubling to me. And I was like, man, and I was thinking, how are these guys, how are they going to try to play? I said, because I don't know what I would do if there was a good friend of mine, like a Ladanian or Sean Merriam or someone yeah. that I was out on a football field and I watched that actually happen in real time and then the flat line you get, you you can't think about football. You're like, oh my God, they got family and you're, you're, you're on the team. You couldn't. And, and, and I kudos to the NFL for saying, no, th this is bigger than that. This is more than that. This is, this is a game. And you're talking about someone's life that's still in critical condition, you know, that sure. seeing that he's fighting for his life. You couldn't play this game. Now, now, the game has to be made up. And I understand, hey, Cincinnati, you know, had a good start. Cincinnati has a chance to unseed the number one seed, has a chance to be the number one. There's a lot of implications about that game. I get it. And I understand fans want to see that game take place. But that night, that stage, during that situation that occurred, the NFL handled that great. They handled yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, and I think, you know, there was a notion of people saying, what what is the NFL doing? We want we want these teams to come out and warm up after five minutes. I want to try and illustrate to you guys when there's a time of you know cata catastrophe and crisis, no one knows what the heck is going on. No one knows what they're doing, and I think we have to give them the benefit of the doubt that listen. I think it was acted as good as they could considering the situation, and and, and for Demar Hamlin and his family, it's it's you know oh, we, thoughts we, and prayers, wow. thoughts and prayers. We've started to hear a little bit more of positive news. And what I'd love to see is that the, this great country of America is standing behind this family. They had a toy drive a few years ago that had a two and a half thousand uh, dollar donation goal. Now they're over six million dollars. So thanks to Tom to Brady, right? Yeah, Tom, it, Brady, it, Tom Brady's figured yeah. that's awesome. And it's great to see this country of America come together, right, and, and give all the support to this family. And, and I think it's, it's we put it best. I think a lot of people complain and say. Why do all these guys make so much money? Well, they put their freaking lives out there on the field. And, and, and we saw it with DeMar Hamlin. So, you know, 
thoughts and prayers up to DeMar and his family. And hopefully the next time we're, we're doing this episode, we can have some good news to share on that front. Well, anyways, guys, on, on that note, let's talk about some Chargers football as well. The Chargers find themselves at 10-6. and six. Lorenzo Neal, they had a big, big, big-time victory. They thrashed the Los Angeles Rams this past Sunday. They're already in the playoffs, but now they have their sights set even higher after the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens. The Chargers need a win, and they have the number five seed in the AFC. This was the most put-together performance last week with the Chargers. Low. What are your thoughts on this team's performance, man? Yeah, when you saw the way that they handled the Rams at that home stadium and watching everything you and I have been talking about, we've been saying, we want to see this team. You asked, what do we want to see from this team? You and I last week before our podcast, you know, uh, we said, what do we want to see going into the Rams? And we wanted to say, we said, we want to see them finish. We wanted to see consistency, but we continue. You and I have been pounding and saying the same thing. We want to see this tank team run the ball with some efficiency. And you got to see it last Sunday, Eckler, 70-some yard touchdown from scrimmage. You got to see them consistently running the ball. You got to see a team starting to gel and play complementary football. This offense is starting to roll. The defense is rolling. That's what I wanted to see. You wanted to see this team make plays and play with more efficiency and be more balanced and not just have to necessarily depend on the pass. And I'm telling you, to me, Borna, that was the big thing that I was wanting to see. More consistency more balance, and not just to run the ball to run the ball, but run the ball with some efficiency and consistency. And I thought we got to see that on Sunday. Lorenzo Neal, they ran the football. They ran the football well. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thought this day would never come, guys. Make sure you go check out our sponsors at betonline.ag, your number one source for all your sports betting needs. You'll always find the latest odds. And if you were to tell me on BetOnline that the Chargers would run for 31 rush rushes for 192 yards, I would have said, you're crazy. But they did do that, everybody. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite games and events. Go to betonline.ag. Use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards and your 50% welcome bonus. Lorenzo Neal, here's the thing, man. They ran the football effectively. Not only they ran it effectively, they ran it a lot. They ran the ball 31 times. But they're able to do so while still preserving and keeping Austin Eckler fresh. They only gave him the rock 10 times. Joshua Kelly ran the ball 9 times. Larry Ranch times it was a running backs by committee because although the Chargers clinched they do want that five seed they do need to preserve their starters and their talent for this postseason run but Lorenzo no you you hit it right on the head Justin Herbert talk to me about the importance of this he only threw the ball 28 times every other week it's been 50 plus talk to me how good that must feel for Herbo in this offense yeah that that's what you want you want to see when you have a franchise quarterback in week in and week out, he has to throw the ball 40 to 50 times to stay in games and to win ball games. That's a lot of pressure on your quarterback. So when you look at the Chargers and think about where they were at Indianapolis, we talked about that two weeks ago and seeing the way that they picked up the gauntlet and said, we're going to continue that over to the Rams games. That's what you want to see, especially Borna doing this time of the year. They always say, you know, December and January, those, you know, playoffs is starting, getting ready to start. You want to be able to do a couple things, run the ball, win the turnover battle and less and limit the amount of penalties. And the Chargers are doing that. And listen, heading into Monday night, which was this Bills Bengals game before that, there were only three teams on longer winning streaks than the Chargers. 
it was the 49ers who had won nine in a row. The Bengals with seven, the Bills with six. And then it was the Chargers right behind them with, with four in a row. So you're starting to see this team get on a roll. And Lorenzo, I want to talk about this offense because I feel like most episodes as of late, we've been spending time on this defense. But I do want to spend time on the defense one more time because they played well defensively mm-hmm. again. And now it's been five, six weeks of this Chargers defense playing very, very well. They only gave up 10 points. And it wasn't a perfect performance, right? They didn't, they didn't stop the run as good as they wanted to. They were a bit leaky in the run defense but i'll tell you this right now they still were able to generate a fantastic pass rush kyle van noy is playing out of his mind right now and the biggest issue with this chargers defense earlier on this season was that they kept allowing explosive plays however they only allowed two explosive plays in this rams games and they held them to 10 points they limited baker mayfield to 132 passing yards and only 11 completions I understand this Rams offense isn't what we thought they were going to be. I understand there's a lot of injuries, but they still, the Chargers defense, have only allowed 125 passing yards per game over the past four games. That is elite numbers, and that is fantastic to see that Brandon Staley has had this team playing well. So, Lowe, talk about this Chargers defense. It feels like every single week they're just developing more and more momentum as we head into the postseason. Yeah, and you got to love this, what you alluded to, especially when teams are in a situation where they have to throw the ball. And a lot of teams, you know it, at the end of the game where are the, it's one-sided and a team's down and there's a deficit, usually that team usually has a lot of yards throwing the ball because of the fact they're usually down, so they're going to throw the ball around the field. The one thing the Chargers are doing, Borna, they're challenging receivers, and they're putting pressure on quarterbacks and making like guys like Baker Mayfield run around for their lives, can't find the open receiver. So that's what I love. I love that they're plastering receivers. That means you hit them and you plaster them. You stay connected to them. They're not letting them get a lot of separation. So they're playing really good ball, especially when you're talking about the second half of the second half of, of ball games when teams usually when got teams are just going to really throw it and you start to see them get a lot of a lot of car we like to call it garbage time in the garbage time usually you pad some numbers but the chargers understand that and they're able to keep down those garbage pads as well absolutely i want to give chargers fans an update too as we're recording this in real time chargers injury injury report just came out and you may be a little bit concerned we see justin herbert's on the chargers injury report left shoulder injury it's supposed to be very minor he practiced full today but they i, I do want to note to Chargers fans that he is on the injury report other guys like trey pipkins jamari Saylor, they've kind of been bouncing around uh, derwin james Get, got the full week off after the concussion in Indianapolis. He practiced in full today on Wednesday. So keep your eye on everybody on Justin Herbert, um, you know, with, with that left shoulder. I know he got nicked up a little bit after a big hit. He should be okay. I just think, you know, protocol-wise, the Chargers in the league, they have to report any kind of minor injury to the league. So Justin Herbert is on your injury report. Lorenzo, how do you kind of balance, you know, wanting to get that five seed versus wanting to, you know, rest your players in, in week 18 against the Denver Broncos because it's right in front of the Chargers. If they are the five seed, they are facing the Titans or the Jaguars. If they are the six seed, we'll see what happens with this Bengals-Bills uh, game. They're likely facing the Cincinnati Bengals. Do you care if you're the Chargers or are you just going to try and rest your guys in week 18? It's tough. Well, well with me, I, I think the coach is going to look at this and say, look, if my guys are playing well right now and you got momentum going and you've been winning, uh, you, you look at playing a team that's Denver that's not going to be playing necessarily for much. So you can say, look, let's get a lead and let's say hey, let's let some backup players play. And backups are going there and they'll play well because of the fact they're saying, look, I have an opportunity to go out on the field and play, so I want to hold it down, and that's what the starters want. But yeah, if you're if you're the Chargers, you want to go out there and let the starters play, 
treat it like preseason, you know, go in there, let them play the first half. You know, you can be, you can scoreboard watch and you know, if something's going on, you get the scoreboard watch it, it, it dictate or let you know what's coming. And with that being said, that's when you know what to do that you can or cannot do. And if you're the charger, you're like, okay, who do you want to play? Who do you want to play? You look at Cincinnati and you say, okay, you know, if you're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, you're going to have to score a lot of points. You know, it's going to be a shootout and you might have to, you might, you know, might have to, uh, you're going to have to travel either way, no matter what. Right. So I think if you look at it like that, you're saying, I look at Jacksonville, a Jacksonville team that's not proven in the playoffs yet. So you're saying a team that really embarrassed us. If I'm the Chargers, if I'm looking at it as a Chargers player, I like to play Jacksonville because Jacksonville, really? they, they, they smack me around. Even though I think Jacksonville is probably a hot – they are a very hot team I'm right rooting now. for Tennessee. Well, if Tennessee stuns Jacksonville, oh. I will be oh. – I would be joy to go to Nashville. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh yeah! No, no, I, me too. Oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just saying that's not gonna happen. So I'm it's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, no. I rather play Tennessee Titans without a doubt yeah. with the backup quarterback. No question. Bring on the Titans. Yes, uh, yes. I'm with you, brother. I'm sorry, totally with you. But I just don't see the Titans uh, beating Tennessee, uh, beating Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville right now they're playing great ball, and that's why a little bit. If you if if you're the Chargers. And if you can go to Jacksonville and win, I'm telling you right now, if they go to Jacksonville and win, I believe that they can actually make it out of the AFC. If you because if you can beat Jacksonville as well as they're playing defensively and offensively, yeah. I'm telling you, I think the Chargers, I think the Chargers will be the team to beat because Buffalo, I don't want to play them, and that's why I think if Cincinnati handles that, I, Buffalo to me right now they've been inconsistent, especially at, and Josh Allen's been playing. So I, I don't Buffalo doesn't scare me. The weather scares me in Buffalo. Um, that's the only thing. Oh, but if you can get low, yeah. I got a question for you. Sorry to cut you. I, I got a no, question go for you, but it, it, it's on my mind. I know it's gonna be on our listeners' mind. What 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 happened with Demar Hamlin? Something like that with the Buffalo Bills. Does that bring your guys together, or does that absolutely collapse your team? No, see, it, I think it's a great question. I don't think it. I think it brings your guys together. I don't think it collapses. Now, here's the deal. Now, if it would have been a hit, brother, if you would have seen a guy helmet to helmet, you think about, oh my God, this football's a violent sport. But what happened? Hopefully, you know, you know, he's going to be okay. But it wasn't something that is jaw dropping. You, you see what I'm saying? It's not. It's not a, a lift. You say, oh my God, how he, you 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 looked and said, what happened? That's what I think is 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 the saving grace. I just think that these guys are just tough because it's one of the fallen brothers. But I remember we were playing in San Diego at the time when it was the Chargers. And Stephen Foley, you remember Stephen Foley got yeah. shot. And he was a great linebacker. He was on a roll in the team rally. We wanted to win the Super Bowl, wanted to get, you know, go on a run. We went, ended up going on a run. I think we won like eight, nine straight after, a, a, you know, a horrible incident happened to Stephen Foley, who was never able to play football again. So um, I, I don't think it brings your team apart. I think it makes you love one another even more. I think it makes you say, hey, guys, tomorrow's not promised. You know, if, if that were to happen to me, unfortunately, if it, if it did happen to me, I would. I know what I would want my team to do. They would. Guys think like right now. If they, you think about if it's LT or if it's guys, Sean Miriam, those guys you know, and you see those guys, you can say if that was Loneal. What do you think Loneal would tell you guys if he could? If he was, you know, if he couldn't speak, they know what my heart is. Just like Hamlin, those guys in that locker room on that team know that the best thing they can do is win and play football in honor of him. That is the most. That is the biggest gift. I'm telling you, and besides prayer and, you know, and, and, you know, besides prayer, that's what he would want is to go out there and those guys to play and play even harder for him. 
I appreciate that response, and I, I hope our listeners appreciate that response as well. And I think understand first off and foremost these are human beings you know football is secondary and once we hope and pray then you kind of represent your teammates and your brothers on the field going back to the charges we talk about the five seed not only you probably want that five seed to play jacksonville but if you're that five seed it causes the two and the three seed to have to beat up on one another and then you would face one of those guys in the title game you'd have to beat the one seed and the one seed's very up in the air i think it's going to be a very interesting debate right demar hamlin aside i know he's still the forefront of the top of everyone's minds as he should be but it's going to be interesting from what the league is going to do who are they going to give the number one seed to i think it's such an interesting debate because if buffalo wins out they're the number one seed but now kansas city is like obviously they would never want this thing to happen but kansas city's now is kind of in, in the one seed and they kind of you know because of these unprecedented circumstances Why? is so, the one so, seed so explain so they're they might just say whatever the score was they might just say whoever was winning won that game i no, i think they're going to give a tie or I think they're going to do something off win percentage. It, 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 regardless of those two outcomes, it's going to be Kansas City. If they don't make up this game, it's going to be Kansas City, likely. Who's going to get the number one seed yeah, so in the that, AFCs? So, it's so, so Go ahead, my question to you is, okay, I say my question would be, would you, since the Super Bowl is, is last week of January, it's the first week of February, right? Yeah. So it's since the Super Bowl, could could you see the league saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're, uh, could the leagues possibly say we got to play this game this Thursday and then play again next Sunday to extend the week by week because it's gonna be tough because Buffalo wants to be the number one seed, but yeah, Buffalo at the same sense, do they say let's just take this week because you got They got another game, don't they have a game this Sunday? Yeah, they do. Oh, they, it? So 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 it's gonna be tough. No, it's gonna be. I don't know what the league's gonna do. Yeah. They they have and, and here's the thing, unfortunately, and and that's the thing, Buffalo's gonna have to play this week. I know you know, and, and of course Hamlin, that's the number one thing. I, I get that, and me and you, that's and I think everyone understands that the league did. We commend the league for not playing that game, but they're gonna have to play this week, and the rest of the teams are gonna have to play. So if they're gonna call that a tie, if they call it a tie, like you said, Kansas City moves to the number two seed, and then and then uh, Cincinnati moves to the to, to, to two, right? Because they would have, or, or Buffalo would be no, two still. No, no, no. If, if, if it's a tie, what's going to happen is Kansas City is going to be the one seed. Assuming both Cincinnati and Buffalo win out, Buffalo is going to be the two seed and Cincinnati is going to be the three seed. The only thing that changes is that Kansas City is the one seed because they don't have that tie. They have the win. So Kansas City is going to end up, what, at 14 and three? Buffalo is going to be 13, three and one or something like that. And then, uh, and then, and then uh, Cincinnati is going to be 12, four and one. So that's what's going to happen. Um, so it's it's a very interesting thing where, where we're going to see that happens to the league. Obviously, that doesn't truly affect the Chargers, but maybe it does because if the if Kansas City's the one seed and the Chargers are the five seed, the Chargers would have a date with the Chiefs and Arrowhead in that divisional round if they get through the wild card round. And I think the Chargers would relish that opportunity. I think they would relish a team that they were very close to beating twice, and they have one more crack at them when it matters the most. I think that would set up for a very very interesting divisional round, Lorenzo Neal, Chargers, Chiefs, and Arrowhead. I, I would love that because several reasons. One, I don't want them to go into Buffalo because the weather is very, very different than Kansas City and Buffalo. I know both places are cold, but I think the Chargers better go there. Also, there's some familiarity when you think about what they do and how they match up against Kansas City. They match up very well against Kansas City. A game, one of the, you know, for sure, the first game, people said, hey, coaching lost that game. The Chargers didn't lose that game. So when you think about that game, I like that matchup. So I hope that, you know, 
Unfortunately, I hope that that's the way it see, works out, that, you know, that, hey, that, that Kansas City is the number one seed and the Chargers take care of business and, you know, they meet them in the AFC championship. Who would want that? Who says no? Yeah, who, who does says no? It's going to be very, very interesting to see, guys. Remember, also, Chargers game, everyone kind of started contributing to the action. Donald Parham caught a touchdown. Gerald Everett caught a touchdown. Austin Eckler had that massive, massive run for 70-plus yards. They also were very solid from a special teams perspective. And also, we have to talk about the return of Joey Bosa. He was activated off injury reserve. He played 24 snaps. You know, I, I, I thought he got better as the game went on, but we have to understand that it's going to be great that Joey Bosa is having this game time because you wouldn't want him to come off the injury and you immediately play him in the postseason. It was good to see Joey get some reps. And I still think, you know, that he, he, he looked a little bit rusty. He was a little bit stiff, you know, in the run game. But remember, it's important to note that getting this kind of run for Bosa is going to be interesting. I'd say the final piece of this pause is will this Charger team get Rashawn Slater back? It's looking like they're not going to get him back for week 18. Potentially they can get him back for the postseason, you would hope, uh, in the wild card round. But Lorenzo Neal, I mean, you know, th this team is coming together now, you know, at the right time. They've won, what, five straight games, four, four straight games. Uh, you know, they're, they went from six and six to 10 and six. Their defense has tightened up. This was kind of full offensive performance that I enjoyed. I mean, how would you be feeling as a Charger fan right now about this team? I think Chargers fans should feel great watching the way that they played and just watching how they were able to get after people. For me, it's very, very simple. When I look at Joey, when I look at, you know, you know, Joey Bosa, when he came back and how he played, it was, like you said, it was great for his time. And it was great to see this guy get back, get back in the mix and start to understand, you know, understand football and what he's doing. And like you said, he's been out of, out of it for so long, but to be able to activate and get his sea legs back, to be able to, you saw him at times, brush, rush, rush, and just stop. But he just wanted to get the feel of the game. Didn't want to explode and do too much and, you know, maybe injure himself. So I imagine he was a little sore after the game, but this was a good for him. And I think he'll play again this Sunday because I think you want to continue to have this guy ramp up. But you want him in the playoffs because if this guy is ready to go, he's got two weeks to get better. And now, boom, you start the playoffs. And get. And I would I would seriously, I would think about resting Khalil Mack this week. Uh, you know, I think Mack's played well this year, and, but he's had to carry a lot of the load. And you see sometimes slowing down at times. But like you said, other guys have stepped up picked up the slack but that's a guy that i'm like hey look i put him on a pitch count I'm like look because you need him fresh for these playoffs because you're going to need those guys because this is going to be a tough gauntlet because i think they have seen in my in my opinion they have seen quarterbacks is not even close of course tom brady is the greatest of all time but if you think afc to me and to my opinion the afc has way more great quarterback play than the nfc so it's going to be a gauntlet getting to and you're going you're getting through the afc so what do you need when you got great quarterbacks you need great pass rushers and chargers have to have a pair happen to have a pair of those two guys so it's imperative for these guys to rest and be ready to go when the playoff push i love it listen it's the truth right it's not about are you good in, in September, October, November? It's about getting hot at the right time. You take a look at the NCAA tournament, March Madness. We've seen a lot of Cinderella teams. At last, St. Peter's, they almost made a Final Four, a 15 seed. It's all about getting hot at the right time. And the offense right now is as good as it's been all season. The defense is red hot. The special team, surprisingly, has been the most consistent thing about this team 
all year long. Couple that with having most of their key players back, and this Chargers team, guys, can make some serious noise. They're still missing their starting left tackle, and I think they're going to get them back pretty, pretty soon. What happens if L.A. gets the fifth seed and they play the, the Jags, and then they win that after a second win, a conference championship? There we go. The, the role can start to begin for the Chargers. Now, listen, we're not here to calculate ways that they're going to make a Super Bowl, but we're here to tell you the facts. And The facts are right now this team is playing their best football of the year at the best time of the year. If you were to tell me, and Lorenzo talked about it, this team had to weather some huge storms, so some massive storms, losing you know eight, nine, ten key players, their entire Pro Bowl players at a certain point of the season, and they never really fell below five hundred. If you notice, they were at five hundred, but they never fell below five hundred. And they were five and five. They go to Arizona. They convert a massive two point conversion to win that game, twenty five twenty four. They weather the storm. Right after that loss in Vegas, they haven't lost a game. So what is the point? This team is battle tested. They're resilient and there's no such thing as a Super Bowl team that doesn't have any of those characteristics. So the Chargers right now have the DNA to make a big time run at a championship. Now, are there still flaws with this team? Absolutely. Does the offense still make me want to pull out my hair? Absolutely. But nevertheless, <laughs> they've proven to me that they can win games and they can now start to beat good teams, not only mediocre teams. So Lorenzo, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, there's not much more to talk about. I just want to see this team compete for a championship. And I think right now, considering everything that this team has gone through earlier on the year, we can't be complaining too much about where this team stands, huh? No, you can't. They always say you can't pray for rain and complain about the mud. I tell you what, we had a lot of mud and had a lot of rain. And that's a good thing. Everyone's talking about it. We need more rain and we're getting it. So, hey, the Chargers are where they want to be. They weathered their storm. They got, you know what, they got guys healthy. Guys are coming back full force. This is a great opportunity for the Chargers. They got in the dance. That's what we all we wanted. We said, have an opportunity to be playing in January and February. Just give yourself the chance. What if this team didn't give itself the chance, like the Raiders losing eight games by one by one score? Think about this team. If you could have been, you're the Raiders. There's so many teams out there to say, man, we're so close, but yet so far, the Chargers had everything go against them. Losing, like you said, eight, nine Pro Bowl players, caliber players, and losing them for a significant amount of time and still able to weather the storm and just have the opportunity to say, guess what? We have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. We have a chance. We have earned the right to be in the postseason. That's big. So people can't complain. Charger fans, be happy. Charger fans, be excited because you know what? There's a lot of teams that are at home after this week and won't have the opportunity to compete mm. for a championship. All right, Chargers fans. Well, listen, that is going to do it. Next time we see y'all, it is going to be playoff time. We're going to be recapping the Denver Broncos game after week 18. Uh, it, it's a very interesting time for the National Football League. They have a lot on their plate. And again, one more time, prayers up to DeMar Hamlin and, and that family. Chargers fans, it should be an absolute special time. And I think Lorenzo, Neil, and I are, are some of the better duos to have you covered for this playoff run. So gear up, bolt up, Chargers fans, and be well. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.